I'm Felicia. And I'm Ian. And we are the Paranormal Lovers. Hello, Paranormal Dudes, Dudettes, and Dudays. Welcome back to another episode of the Paranormal Lovers. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Hope you guys have had a good week. Thank you for joining us back here for we, another episode. We had a crazy week. Oh my god. I'm still recovering from it, honestly. <laughs> Me too. So my mood's been shitty the past few days because I worked all week. All week. Somebody got him a little couple days off this week, so he's yeah. not quite as exhausted as I am. But Not as bad. So I guess we'll go ahead and say, it. what did you love about this week? Uh, I loved seeing Atmosphere, and I loved seeing the Dirty Heads, um, I loved spending time with Patty, playing video games this week, uh, it's been fun, I loved seeing her go to her first class of kindergarten, that was, like, wow. (laughs) say, she will already be in, uh, kindergarten for two days once this comes out, but. She's already the teacher favorite, so. Well, she's a helpful kid. She is a helpful kid. She wants to help. uh, She was helping a nonverbal child that's in their class as well. So the teacher was like, I'm going to yoink her into my class. Yep. She grabbed her and pulled her in. Yeah. And we really like that teacher. She's really nice. She is. So, yeah. um, Atmosphere was... What what did you like about this week, baby? Atmosphere was good. Yeah. but I think the Dirty Heads concert was probably one of the best times I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I feel like I have, like, you know how sometimes they'll have, like, they say you have, like, the wedding blues after your wedding's over because you've been, like, planning it and hyping it up so much. Sure. And then it's over and you're just like, oh, shit, what do I do now? It's yeah. kind of how I feel after seeing Dirty Heads. Like, it was such an amazing show and it was, like, electric right. and there was, like, all, there was this amazing energy to it. It rained on us, so we we got, like, sopping wet for the first, like, half of the concert. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was good. Really cool because uh, Lupe Fisco was one of the opening acts for Dirty Heads. And he ended up running into Sean from Atmosphere on the streets of Asheville. And he was like, hey, I'm going to come do a set at your show, too. Yeah, he crashed the show. <laughs> yeah, so we got to see Lupe Fisco twice. So that was pretty cool. It was cool. Definitely shout out to uh, Zoo DeFil and Garrett Gloom. Yeah, that guy had a cool Galaga tattoo on his hand. Galaga tattoo on the back of his hand. <laughs> it was like it was like the uh, like the little spaceship, mm-hmm. so he could like make a fist and spaceship people like a Galaga. Yep, and uh, Heb Heb Hebel Hebel Hebel, um, and then the opening acts on Dirty Head were the Little Strangers and Lupe Fisco again. And the, there was one more before we got there. Yeah, I didn't. Um, Notice who forgot that was. Forgot what the name of them was, but yeah, but it was a uh, it was a fun place. They were good too. If you ever make it out to Asheville, I highly recommend going to the Orange Pill for a show, or even Rabbit Rabbit, which is where we saw Dirty Heads. Yeah, great venues. The Orange Both Peel, of them are great venues. The Orange Peel has been busting out shows since the seventies. Yeah, like fifty years. That place has been bringing in some of the biggest names. Yeah, in the world. Yeah. And it's really and it's real cool. small and intimate, too. It like, is. And I didn't realize until the Atmosphere concert, it's really cool. They do locals-only concerts. Yep. So you have to live in western North Carolina yep. 
to be able to go. You can't come over from Tennessee or up from South Carolina like people were doing for Dirty Heads. Yeah. You have to be local to the area yeah. to go to these shows at the Orange Pill. So. That's how we, we got first uh, picks on tickets for yeah. it. It was pretty dope. It was a lot of fun. Thanks to my friend Chris. Like, yes. Thank for you. For getting those tickets to Atmosphere. That was pretty awesome. All right. It was good. It's a good show. It was a good show. Um, it's my first hip-hop show. Mine, too. And I want to say Rabbit Rabbit was probably the first um, rain show I've ever been to. <laughs> yep. I've and, been to uh, a couple like that where you just, like, it rains the whole time. Right. But they were doing pirate shit. It kind of adds to the whole thing. Dirty Heads had their pirate theme going on, so I was yeah. I was in a I was on another plane at another level. It was amazing. <laughs> I'll do it. I'd do it every day if I could, but I can't because I'm gonna be 37 next month. Oh man, we were both destroyed. The bitch is tired. Yeah, yeah, because we went to see Atmosphere on came Tuesday. and crawled out of the car like, Ugh, and then we went and seen Dirty Heads on Wednesday. And then you had to work on Wednesday, and I had to work every other day. Plus, yeah. we don't have air conditioning in the kitchen at work right now, so it was just a lot. It was. We were busy. We're not spring chickens anymore, <laughs> no matter how much we want to be. Yep. All right, guys. So this week episode is actually uh, was picked by Patty. Nice. So y'all have fun with that uh we were sitting on the couch one day and i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do an episode on and i knew i wanted to do mythological creature so i just like googled mythological creatures went to the images and i was like hey patty which one of these should i do nice and she was like oh you should do dragons nice and i was like bet i'll do dragons <laughs> so this week love me some dragons yeah this week's episode is about dragons sweet um, many, if not all cultures have lore, legends, or myths about dragons. They started out in many places being depicted as a snake or a very large serpent. Over the years and through the combinations of cultures and colonization, they have been transformed into large beasts with wings that are usually capable of breathing fire. And most people, not everybody, I'd say most people especially ones that listen to this podcast have watched game of thrones sure the mother of dragons mm -hmm. just love dragons i'm not gonna be able to watch that show with our child when she gets older because that's <laughs> right. awkward she can watch it by herself <laughs> yep 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 for sure now the word dragon comes from the greek greek word draken which is d-r-a-k-o-n which was used for any large serpent including sea serpents hmm in some Middle Eastern countries, they have very large and deadly snakes, and as such, all snakes are seen as evil and dangerous. For example, the Egypt Egyptian god Apophis is depicted as a large snake and is known to be the demon of chaos and the nemesis of the sun god. Oh, that's that's uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's the name of one of the asteroids that's coming by in, like, uh, 2032. Great. Yeah. Great. Gotta love a chaos asteroid. Look it up, you guys. <laughs> uh, of course, Christianity has warped the image of the dragon to fit their narrative, often using the dragon as a symbol of sin and paganism. They are often depicted in Christian art as being stepped on or seen underfoot of some saint or martyr. And... Fun fact, 
um, St. Patrick. People say that he ran the snakes out of Ireland. Yeah, with the big club. He ran pagans out of Ireland. Ah, okay. He's an asshole. Shocker. And I hate it because I love St. Patrick's Day. I know. That gives me a way different opinion about it now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When I was doing the research, uh, it had said that, like, yeah, it wasn't actually snakes, but it was, like, a certain group, sect of pagans that had, like, their own temple and shit. And he went, like, ran them out of town and burned Hmm. their temple down. Wow. So, there's that. That's crazy. Uh, Usually they are depicted as having four legs. Um, There are some that have two, but those are typically called wrens, I think. It's like W-Y-V-R-N. Wyvern. V-E-R-N. Wyverns or worms. Well, I've actually seen some that were just spelled worm, like W-Y-R-M, I think. Yeah. Um, For some reason, my brain's always said wrens. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, They can also have one head or many. Because they have such a fear-inducing look about them, they were and still are used in war emblems. Nice. Norse warriors often painted dragons on their shields, as well as carving a dragon head into the prow of their ships. And if you've never watched Vikings, go watch Vikings. What are you doing with your life? It's a great show. It was an amazing show, and I was pissed off about what they did with Ragnar. And I haven't really watched it since they killed that guy off, so... Right. The legend of Arthur claims that before the conquest of England, Uther Pendragon instituted dragons as a chief royal insignia of war. In the 20th century, the dragon was officially incorporated into the coat of arms for the Prince of Wales. In some Asian cultures, the dragon is seen as a beneficent creature. The Chinese dragon represents Yang, the principle of heaven activity and maleness of the yin-yang. For for many centuries, the dragon represented the imperial family. Until the founding of the Republic in 1911, it was even on the Chinese flag. The dragon made its way to Japan with other Chinese culture, and there it became able to change size to the point of being invisible and would even be able to shift into human form. Hmm. Very interesting. And I need to do some more research on Japanese and Chinese culture, because... I remember, like, it was a drama TV show, so it wasn't, like, factual, but SWAT. I was watching it, and there was an episode where they had to go to Tokyo, and they had a Chinese guy on the team, and the Japanese, like, cops didn't really want to deal with him mm-hmm. because, of, like, the bad blood in the war and stuff. Right. So, I don't know why I thought they were just, like, their own, like, separate thing, but I guess Chinese kind of came over and colonized them a little bit, too. Right. Early Mesopotamian cultures have a rich oral history that includes stories of how a storm god saved the people by defeating an evil giant serpent. Dragon blood is thought to have special properties. This could be anything from a weapon dipped in dragon's blood causing a wound that would not heal to the blood giving someone the ability to see the future. Nice. The Mushushu was a dragon of the Mesopotamian religion who was said to be an attendant to the gods. According to legend, the biblical prophet prophet Daniel was taken by a Babylonian priest to the temple of Bel, where he was... Bel? Bel? 
It might be Beal, but... Beal? <laughs> right. It's a B-E-L. One okay. L, not two. Where he was shown the great dragon. Daniel challenges him to a match between the Christian god and Mushushu's god. In the end, Daniel was a little bitch and poisoned him. Hmm. Shocker. Hmm. Viritra was a dragon from early Vedic or v- Vedai religion. He was seen as evil and the personification of drought. He was also thought to be the firstborn dragon and the enemy of Indra, a deity seen as a protective god. It is said that Vitra would block the rivers that were vital to the people until Indra finally defeated him. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I told you. I am not recuperated. It's a rough week. <laughs> Shoot, damn. In the Christian Bible, but definitely not in the show Supernatural, Leviathan is a serpent up to 300 miles long. He is said to have double armored scales that are so tightly packed together not even air can flow through. He has glowing eyes and skin and can breathe fire. Yeah. If you've ever That's watched awesome. Supernatural, which again, if you haven't, what the were you doing with your life? Um, right. But in Supernatural, the Leviathan are just these weird things. They're like people, but they eat people. And all I can think is Dick. Remember Dick? He was a dick. Right. He was also a Leviathan. It is said that there were two Leviathan, a male and a female, but that they were corrupted shortly after their creation, and the female was destroyed to keep them from breeding so that their offspring would not devour the world. That's kind of uh, the that's kind of the plot of Subnautica, kind kind of. Yeah. That's a great game, guys. It's got a couple of Leviathans in it. it that's cool. Plays on your fear of underwater (laughs) right (laughs) or big open underwater spaces right according to the bible in the end of days yahweh will come to earth and slay the beast of course he will typhoon was a serpent beast created by zeus's mother after he other overthrew his father because she was like i think you were kind of an asshole for doing that zeus so i'm gonna send this big snake thing to come fuck with you, snake dragon guy, to come fuck with you. So Typhoon would terrorize the gods on Mount Olympus until Zeus, together with some of his siblings, were able to defeat him. Aquaman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think it was Aquaman. I don't actually remember who the hell Zeus's daddy was, but... Yeah, I don't know either. (sighs) Hydra was a multi-headed serpent that lived in the lake of Lunara Lerna. There we go. (laughs) Which was thought to be the entrance to the underworld. She had one immortal head and any time any of her heads were chopped off, she would grow two more back in its place. Nice. And I actually remember watching this from the show in the 90s. Mm Mm-hmm. It was thought that she would never be defeated until Hercules came along. Hercules. And there was an episode where he did this. Right. He cut off all of her heads while carterizing the wounds 
and then he buried the immortal head deep, deep underground. That's a great show as well. It's such a good show. <laughs> I was a bit more fan of Xena, but and... they have they have hydras in D and D. Yeah, they're super powerful. Each of the heads that like has a different thing on it. It makes sense. And it it does that in D and D as well. You chop one off, two will come back. Mm, that's no fun. Yeah, you got to kill it quick. So you have to remember the next time you have a game and there's a Hydra that you have to carterize the head wound, the neck wound. That's that's a good idea. And then bury the immortal head. Right. So it cannot grow back. So maybe like a, a earth spell to like bury, chop it and then bury it. Yeah. You, maybe. Can you combine spells? Know. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you, if you have like, like two different. fire spell. If you have like two different magicians, you can have one cast one, one cast another. Yeah. So you would need to do the earth spell while also doing a fire spell to carterize the wound. Right. Now, in South Africa, they have the legend of the cane. She was the daughter of a great and powerful chief. Her parents passed away, and although she was not yet an adult, she was tasked with raising her two bratty brothers. Mm. I said bratty. Sorry about my voice, y'all. I yelled a lot. She did. At the concert. <laughs> I was, it was... It hurts. <laughs> when they came of age, she sent them to a school for warriors high in the mountains. When it was time for the students to graduate, they were gifted with clothes and a shield made from the hide of great par- predators. The cane had done this, thinking, making these things from the hides of lions and other predators. But her brothers felt it was not a good enough gift, and they wanted these things to be made from the skin of the Nanabolele. Nanabolele. Yep. I said that as well as I can. <laughs> a Nanabolele is a water-dwelling dragon of Bas- Basitho myth- mythology. Blah, blah, blah. Got marble mouth. They were said to be very hard to kill. They always came around in a cloud of red smoke and gave off a glowing light in the dark. Interesting. Very interesting. The cane was determined to honor her family and her brother's wishes. So she gathered some warriors together to hunt down the beast and slay it. They went and found the largest beast they could find, slayed it, and Cane was able to gift her brothers the gifts they wanted. And she's actually known as, like, the dragon-slaying princess or something like that. Hmm. I should have wrote it down, but she has, like, a cool name. Nice. Now, today it is thought that she may have actually killed an alligator. Because, right. you know, there's a lot of those. And they get big. And I mean, they I'm get super sure big. Back in the day, they got much, much bigger. I'm sure. Than they do today. There wasn't many th- things that were killing them back then. No, and honestly, there's not much that kills them now except for people. Yeah. Humans. Humans are Gator one of skin. the largest predators to most, to every predator Everything. on this planet. Yep. All right. Now, in Haitian voodoo, there are Lawas. Dambala we we do and Edo we do. Lawas are voodoo spirits much like deities of other religions, but they are not like other deities at all. Don't get it twisted. Right. Even though we've talked about this some 
when people were brought over from Africa during the transatlantic Atlantic slave trade, they were forced to give up their religions and their spiritual practice. And so instead of actually getting rid of them altogether, they would tie their deities with saints. Right. Of like Catholicism, Christianity, and stuff like that. Right. Dumbala is actually tied to St. Patrick. Hmm. Like when they do their whole Christian thing. Right. That's who they pray to. I want to say I've heard that somewhere else before. Yeah. And in reality, they're praying to Dumbala whether they realize it in this day and age or not. Right. Legend states that Dumbala was wrapped around the earth, and when he saw Ada in the sky as a rainbow, he fell in love. And she is actually known as the deity of rainbows and fertility. Nice. They came together and danced their magic over the continent, always intertwined together as one. Probably along with the Atlantic slave trade, they both came across the ocean to bring their power and magic into the New World. I believe it is in New Orleans voodoo that they say that Dumbala crossed over the ocean while Ada stretched herself across the sky in a great rainbow. Didn't we go to New Orleans like right around March or something? Where did we go to New Orleans? Oh, shit. Mm. I can't remember. I want to say it was in like July. Was it? Yeah, because it Mm. was like 107 degrees down there. I'm just trying to figure out where I heard that before. but uh, You know what? I don't really know. It could have been on something either. you watched on TV or whatnot. Could have been. And obviously, that's not all the dragons, and that's not all the dragon lore inside of, out, you know, in the world. Right. But the way we format this podcast, that's all I'm covering today. <laughs> right. So that's a few descriptions, as well as a few of uh, different cultures and religions you know, thoughts on dragons. That's pretty cool. I like it. I hope you enjoyed it. And Patty's going to be so stoked to hear the dragon podcast. Oh yeah, she's been she will. it all week. <laughs> she's like, daddy, she's like, mama, she'll come up to me and go, are you doing the dragon podcast? <laughs> I'm like, yes. Can you hush, please? Yeah. She didn't tell me. She'll look at daddy and go, I can't tell you. I'm not telling you what it is. <laughs> and I'm like, could you hush? Just hush. Why are you talking about it at all? Just... She was thinking about it, for sure. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you would like, you can find us on Instagram at The Paranormal Lovers. You can come see our faces. Yes, I did take my braid out, so I got my afros poofing up. Yeah. But... She needed uh, a wash. I do needed a wash. I'd had them in for about a month, and there was a lot of buildup and fuzz, so... um. You can follow us on YouTube to see the videos uh, by searching at the Paranormal Lovers. And you can also send us an email at the Paranormal Paranormal Lovers. I cannot talk today. (laughs) At the Paranormal Lovers at Yahoo.com if you would like to send in a topic request or just to say hi, eat shit. I mean, whatever you want to do. Just send us an email. Give us a holler. Give us a holler. Also, if you want to send in personal stories, I'm still waiting on some personal stories, people. Yeah, send us something cool to talk about. I mean, we'll it doesn't it. have to just be, you know, spooky stuff. It could be true Give our opinion. It could be about your dog. I don't care. Just send it in. I'd like to know. Also, if you want to send me pictures of your dog, 
send me pictures of your dog. Yep. Love them. We love animals. We do love animals. Thankfully, our cat quit scratching and meowing at the door. So, yeah. Thank you, ma'am. All right, guys. And we will see you next week for an Ian episode. All right, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.